Hello and welcome back to Gen Alpha Talk. Today I'll be talking about COVID nineteen. Usually I don't talk this much about preparing your your health and stuff because、uh, I'm not kind of that sciencey medical person thingy. But since the COVID nineteen outbreak has been so much worse lately, at least in my country, I don't know about you guys. Can tell me in the comment section if you want. But I have lost some loved ones with this from the COVID nineteen, so I'm just making sure that everyone out here listening to me, everyone out there, staying safe, and you guys really know the way to prevent the spread of the coronavirus.、So、the basic things that you hear is physical distancing, mask, vaccines, and other preventive measures. You've gotten the basics down. You're wearing your mask when you need to, avoiding crowds, and keeping your distance. But you actually still have questions. Does mask? Does wearing a mask protect you, others, or both? How exactly will physical distancing help? And what do you need to know about the new COVID nineteen works vaccines? What can I do to protect myself and others from COVID nineteen? The following actions. Help prevent the spread of COVID nineteen as well as other coronaviruses and influenza. If you are not fully vaccinated against COVID nineteen, you have to wear a face mask, as advised by the CDC. Maintain at least six feet distance between yourself and others. Avoid large gatherings. Socialize outdoors, and get vaccinated as soon as you're eligible. Everyone. Wear a mask in public indoor spaces in areas with widespread transmission of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Minimize touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue and throw the tissue in the trash. Clean frequently touch objects and surfaces regularly. Wash your hands often with soap and water. Uh, why is the CDC asking fully vaccinated people to wear masks again? Where and when do I need to wear a mask now? This is for the United States. In July twenty twenty one, the CDC advised all people, vaccinated and unvaccinated, to wear masks in public indoor places in areas with substantial or high transmission of the virus. The CDC has always advised unvaccinated people to mask indoors. Also advises anyone at increased risk to wear a mask indoors, regardless of the level of community transmission. The change in guidance for people who are fully vaccinated was made amidst increasing numbers of infections and hospitalizations across the country. One factor driving increased infections is the rise of the Delta variant, which spreads more easily than other variants. Delta variant is now the dominant variant in the U.S. We know that people who are fully vaccinated have a much smaller risk of getting sick if they're exposed to the Delta variant, while they're also less likely to spread the virus. The Delta variant is more capable than the original virus of getting to cells that line the nose, mouth, and throat. Once these variants get inside the cells, they rapidly make copies of themselves, increasing what is called the viral load. That's why people who are fully vaccinated can still greater carry greater amount of the. Delta variant, making it more likely that they could spread the virus to get others. This is where the new masking guidelines come in. Masks reduce the amount of virus we breathe in and breathe out, combined with the vaccine. 
Masks provide a one-two punch that reduces the risk of spread. To children who are not eligible for vaccines, to people with weakened immune systems, and to others who are unvaccinated. Masks also provide additional protection for the wearer. Even those who are fully vaccinated, vaccines have been very effective, even against the Delta variant, in protecting against severe infection, hospitalization, and death. However, the Delta variant has led to a number of breakthrough infections in people who are fully vaccinated and masks provide another layer of protection. To check the level of virus transmission in your area, visit the CDC's COVID data tracker. Areas with substantial or high transmission appear in orange or red. What outdoor and indoor activities are considered safe? Does it matter if I've been vaccinated? And do I still need to wear a mask? In July 2021, the CDC advised all people vaccinated and unvaccinated to wear a mask in public indoor spaces in areas of the country with substantial or high transmission of the virus. CDC has always advised unvaccinated people to mask indoors, also advised anyone at increased risk to wear a mask indoors, regardless of the level of community transmission, spread the virus much like outdoors. You may still consider wearing a mask outdoors in crowded settings. Whether you're vaccinated or not, you'll need to follow federal, state, tribal, and local laws and workplace or business requirements around mask wearing and physical distancing. To check the level of virus transmission in your area, visit the CDC's COVID data tracker. Areas with substantial or high transmission appear in orange or red, just like I said. What do I need to know? about washing my hands effectively. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after going to the bathroom before eating, after blowing your nose, coughing or sneezing, and after handling anything that comes from outside your home. If soap and water are not readily available, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol covering all surfaces of your hands and rubbing them together until they feel dry. Always wash hands with soap and water if hands are visibly dirty. The CDC's hand washing website has detailed instructions in a video about effective hand washing procedures. How does coronavirus spread? The coronavirus spread mainly from person to person. A person infected with coronavirus, even one with no symptoms, may emit aerosols when they talk or breathe. Aerosols are infectious viral particles that can float or drift around in the air for up to three hours. Another person can breathe in these aerosols and become infected with the coronavirus. This can happen between people who are in close contact with one another. Droplets that are produced with an infected person coughs or sneezes may land in the mouth, of nose, mouth or noses of people who are nearby, or possibly be inhaled into their lungs. Transmission is less likely to happen outdoors where air currents are scattered and dilute the virus. Then in the home, office, or other confined space with limited air circulation, the risk of spread from contact with contaminated surfaces or objects is considered to be extremely low. According to the CDC, each contact with a contaminated surface is less than a 1 in, one, uh, sorry, one in 10,000 chance of causing an infection. The virus may be shed in saliva, semen, and feces. Whether it's shed in vaginal fluids isn't known. Kissing can transmit the virus, transmission of the virus through feces or during vaginal or anal intercourse or oral sex, 
appears to be extremely unlikely at this time. How could contact tracing help slow the spread of COVID-19? Anyone who comes into close contact with someone who has COVID-19 is at increased risk of becoming infected themselves and of potentially infecting others. Contact tracing can help prevent further transmission of the virus by quickly identifying and informing people who may be infected and contagious. They can take steps to not infect others. Contact tracing begins with identifying everyone that person recently diagnosed with COVID-19 has been in contact with since they became contagious. In the case of COVID-19, a person may be contagious 48 to 72 hours before they start to experience symptoms. The contacts are notified about the exposure. They may be told what symptoms to look out for, advised to isolate themselves for a period of time, and to seek medical attention as needed in the start if they start to experience symptoms. What is physical distancing and why is it important? The COVID-19 virus primarily spreads when one person breathes in droplets or aerosols that are produced when an infected person coughs, sneezes, talks, or breathes. Physical distancing refers to actions taken to stop or slow down the spread of contagious disease. For an individual, it refers to maintaining enough distance, six feet or more, between yourself and another person to avoid getting infected or infecting someone else, directives uh, to work from home, and canceling meetings and larger events help enforce physical distancing at a community level. What does the CDC's new definition of close contacts mean for me? The CDC has expanded how it defines close contacts of someone with COVID-19. Until this point, the CDC has declined a, sorry, defined a close contact as someone who spent 15 or more consecutive minutes within six feet of someone with COVID-19. According to the new definition, a close contact is someone who spends 15 minutes or more within the six feet of a person with COVID-19 over a period of 24 hours. Close contacts are at increased risk of infections. When a person tests positive for COVID-19, contact tracers may identify their close contacts, urge them to quarantine to prevent further spread. Based on the new definition, more people will now be considered close contacts. Many factors can affect the chances that infection will spread from one person to another. These factors include whether or not or one or both people wearing masks, whether the infected person coughing or showing other symptoms, and whether the encounter, the encounter occurred indoors or outdoors. Though the 15 minutes within 6 feet rule is a helpful guideline, it's always best to minimize close interactions with people who are not members of your household. The CDC's new definition was influenced by a case described in the CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly report in which a correctional officer in Vermont is believed to have been infected after being within 6 feet for 17 non-consecutive minutes of six asymptomatic individuals, all of whom later tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, this is the end of my episode, and I hope you guys had a great listen. Uh, that's just this for now. If you want part two, you can always hit the like button and I'll come back to see if you guys uh, reach a like goal of 10 likes, and I'll make part two. And yeah, Jennifer will say thank you. Hit the like, subscribe, and share, and I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.